Brother White preached about whatever happened at Shiloh. Hophni and Phinehas. And he told us, he said, you know who Hophni and Phinehas are? They walked past you when you were coming to this midnight service. And they were on their way to something else. There is a separation. There are those Samuels that are hungry to hear the voice of God. And for all these years now, Brother White has been a voice in my life. Somebody that various special times in my life, he has preached to me. God has done a work in me, and I'm looking forward to this today. There is a special anointing when it comes to ministering, to preaching to young people on Brother White. So I've heard him in a lot of other venues, but so many times I have heard him in front of a crowd of young people. And God has so mightily used him. And God is going to use him today. Are you ready for the preaching of the word? Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as Brother White comes to preach. Oh, let's love the Lord some more. Let's magnify His great name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship You alone, Savior. We worship You alone, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a beautiful, beautiful spirit is here at this Heritage Conference. And I count it a great, great honor to have the invitation to come for the very first time amen and your your renown has reached beyond the borders of your state gone all the way to california and i'm sure all the way to florida and new york everywhere in between so much so that Amen. A few of the young people in the church that I pastor wanted to come here and uh, to be in your midst and enjoy what you've been feeling, the atmosphere that you've created for God to talk to young people around here at the Heritage Conference, Winter Heritage. Thanks to the supporting pastors and my brother Bass and brother Calhoun. What tremendous preaching. Oh, hallelujah. What tremendous preaching. And we have heard and, amen, been blessed to enjoy that's here. And, amen, I appreciate so much these wonderful, wonderful men of God that are a part of this meeting. I will tell you, many years ago, I heard the statement to have the true stability that you need in your life, that you need to have heroes, heroes that you love and respect in the generation ahead of you and in the generation that you are part of and in the generation that is younger than you. And I tell you without any hesitation, the men that are a part of this meeting, though some of them are young enough to be a son of mine, 
they are heroes of a younger generation that I have gained great strength from and great appreciation to know that my sons and daughter-in-laws my grandchildren have those of their own generation that are rock-solid steadfast loving this message passing the baton on hallelujah i love these men and i count it a great honor to be here thank you for the warm hospitality room the food the basket but above everything the friendship oh hallelujah i promise you i would be happy to never preach another conference another camp in my lifetime if i could just have the friendship of godly people of clean people of wholesome people hallelujah of people that don't have any political agenda with their friendship toward me of people whose sole purpose amen is the kingdom of god and we have been blessed you are greatly greatly blessed i'm reading to you today from the book of esther second chapter out of the book of esther and let's begin at verse number eight you know the story well i trust and pray that god will enlighten to your eyes maybe some finer details that you haven't thought of recently esther chapter number two beginning at verse number eight it said so it came to pass when the king's commandment his decree was heard and when many maidens were gathered together unto shushan the palace to the custody of hegai esther was brought also unto the king's house to the custody of hegai keeper of the women the maiden pleased him and she obtained kindness of him and he speedily gave her her things for purification will you say that word with me for purification with such things as belong to her and seven maidens will you say that with me seven maidens nobody else got that but the one that ended up being chosen to be the queen got assigned seven maidens listen to what it says about her which were meet to be given her out of the king's house oh hallelujah she got seven maidens seven maidens out of the king's house they were the ones appointed unto her amen and he preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women and Esther had not showed her people nor a kindred for Mordecai had charged her she should not show it verse 12 now when every maid's turn was come to go in to King Ahasuerus after that she had been 12 months according to the manner of the women for so were the days of their again purifications accomplished to wit six months with oil of myrrh 
Six months with sweet odors, with other things for the, again, purify of the women. Then thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the women unto the king's house. Verse 14, in the evening she went. And on the morrow she returned unto, I want you to say those next three words with me, the second house. She returned unto the second house of the women. To the custody, now they were in a completely different environment. To the custody of Shez Gaz, the king's chamberlain which kept the concubines she came in unto the king no more except the king delighted in her and that she recalled by name now when the turn of esther the daughter of abigail the uncle of mordecai who had taken her for his daughter was come to go in unto the king she required nothing but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain the keeper of women appointed and esther obtain favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her so esther was taken unto king ahasuerus into his house royal in the tenth month which is in the month tibeth in the seventh year of his reign my subject tonight a little phrase out of verse number 14 i hope to preach the whole story to you since they said we got plenty of time here today Oh, hallelujah. Some of you are thinking you need a nap to be ready for the lock-in tonight. Oh, hallelujah. But I want to preach to you about living in the second house. Living in the second house. Would you turn to a young person beside you and say, I don't want to live in the second house. I don't want to live in the second house. Hallelujah. Don't want to live there. Lift your voice with me right now and let's ask God to minister through the Holy Ghost, Lord. I believe you. 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 I believe you, Almighty God. That utterance from the Lord can come forth here today to minister to young people through your word, God. Through your divine power, I pray, God. Holy, holy God, minister today, I pray, Lord. Minister today, I pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. Living in the second house. The book of Esther is, in case you've not studied it out for yourself, it is the only book of the Bible that has no mention at all of God in all of the book that is there. When I say that, there is no name for God. There is no title for God. There is no pronoun for God. 
It is absolutely invisible, if you please, throughout the entire book of Esther, which has caused many people to ponder the question, why in the world is it included in God's book? How in the world could 65 out of the 66 have such a sharp focus upon God and this book be void of it all and yet make it into the sacred canon of the Scripture? Well, I don't know all of the reasons to give to that, but I do believe I know at least one that young people need to understand, and that is that true godliness has got nothing to do with how many bumper stickers that you have on your car saying, honk if you love Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. True godliness has got nothing to do uh, with all of the WWJWs or whatever it is, bracelets that you have around your hand, amen, about what would Jesus do. It's got nothing to do uh, with the cross upon a necklace, uh, amen, or how high the banner is that you wave uh, that said, I'm a Christian and I want the whole world to know it. Hallelujah. Actions have always spoken louder than words. And so the book of Esther stands as a great testimony to that fact that seeing God, others seeing God in us has everything to do with how we live it out in front of them. Not how eagerly or how aggressively we try to tell them of our Pentecostalism or of our apostolic uh, roots or even doctrine that is there. But how much we are willing to simply square our shoulder and say, I'm just going to be an apostolic. Hallelujah. I'm just going to be a a Holy Ghost filled child of God. Uh, I'm going to live it 24 7 uh, and I'm going to make sure nobody has any doubts in their mind uh, when it's all done who I am uh, and what I stand for hallelujah the background to this love story that we read about in the book of Esther of course it applies to both uh, young men and young ladies because the Bible tells us regardless of your gender that our final golden aim uh, is called the marriage supper we are interested in becoming a, a part of the bride of Christ and so it was that a woman by the name of Vashti, a woman that so represents people that we know today among uh, the youth of our nation, a queen who loved the position. 
There was never a day when she woke up and she wasn't madly in love with all of the fringe benefits that went along with being the king's wife. She loved that position, but she just did not want to obey. Oh, hallelujah. You ever met anybody like that before? Amen. They're just crazy about whatever position, whatever title, whatever you can give to them. I mean, they love it, but she refused to obey. And so what this king did is what King Jesus is in the business of doing. Uh, Those that refused to obey, uh, she was banished from the throne. She lost her position and immediately a worldwide search was launched to find her replacement when we talk about this massive kingdom that was there i don't want you to think in terms of even just one country because the bible said that there were a hundred and twenty seven provinces that were spread all across the known world where this king had rulership worldwide it wasn't just los americanos it wasn't just the mexican republic it was worldwide and the influence was spread there of the persian empire and so that leads me to be believe uh, that there was a minimum uh, of a hundred and twenty seven contestants oh hallelujah because I've never traveled to a place that didn't have at least one pretty girl there I know, I know. God bless you. Amen. Some of you guys are so spiritual, you haven't even noticed any of that. I sure be happy to meet you after church, you lying dog, you. Amen. At a minimum, and most places have a whole bunch more than one, but there was a minimum. Somehow they had a little runoff, and somehow they selected which one got the most votes, uh, and a minimum of 127 girls uh, packed up their suitcases uh, and decided that they were throwing their hat in the ring, and they were going uh, to the palace for the opportunity of seeing if they could be chosen to be the next king, uh, king's wife, the next queen uh, that would rule there. The principal characters of this story as it unfolds uh, is a little orphan girl by the name of Esther. 
I want you young people to notice some things about Esther. This little orphan girl came from the most unfortunate of circumstances. The background that she would not have chosen. The problems with family. The dysfunctional family. She didn't have the privilege of having it nice and snug and and somehow her self-esteem being all what it should be with a loving dad and a loving mom and everything that would produce a balanced and stable young lady. But even in spite of her unfortunate circumstances, she kept a good attitude. Oh, hallelujah. She didn't have that stinking attitude uh, that I smell sometime uh, around some oneness apostolic teenagers uh, that say, uh, I wasn't born a blue blood in Pentecost. Uh, and if my last name was only so-and-so, uh, I'd get more breaks and I'd get more opportunities uh, and there'd be more chances uh, for me to be in leadership uh, or me to sing or me to play. Uh, hey, go ahead with that attitude. Uh, amen. Stay in your old province. Uh, the only kind that God's interested, uh, amen, in selecting to be the queen uh, of his is somebody that said, uh, it matters not what my background was. Uh, I can control uh, my attitude. Uh, I can keep a sweet spirit. Uh, I can have a good attitude. Uh, I can have a teachable, uh, obedient heart about me. Uh, and I'm going to do the kind of things uh, that makes me attractive uh, unto the king. Uh, Daddy might have rejected me. Uh, Mama might have rejected me. Uh, but I gotta get the king uh, to accept me. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Be seated. Amen. Her guardian, another principal character, the older cousin he was of hers. His name was Mordecai. Amen. And oh, I, I, I like this story. I like the way that Mordecai played this all out. Mordecai was in the role of being a parent. He knew it, uh, that he was just a step parent, but he was in the role of being a parent. Uh, but as a parent, Mordecai had a revelation that if this one that I love is to have a chance at becoming the bride of a king, it's going to have to be teamwork between me and the king's representative. Oh, hallelujah. I know there's not a lot of parents here, and I, amen, but I, I'm just telling you young people this, so you'll get an attitude. Uh, you, you'll get an understanding of this. The parent that gets the attitude uh, that said, I am the parent. The pastor is not the parent is sure 
to destroy all chances of you ever becoming the bride. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your mom and dad ever cop that kind of attitude? Uh, amen. You need to, in a nice way, let them to know, uh, Mama, please don't talk like that. Uh, Daddy, please don't talk like that. Uh, because it's going to take uh, the king's representative uh, telling me what the king uh, is looking for uh, that you might not know. Uh, it's going to take a good relationship uh, between me and my pastor for us to ever make it. Uh, amen. I need you to support the pastor mom. Uh, I need you to support the pastor dad. Uh, I need you to know uh, that's my only hope uh, of making it. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the Bible said there was Hege. The keeper of the king's first house. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but amen. I'm happy. I'm happy to be the keeper of the first house. But I'd rather be on unemployment. Hallelujah. Amen. Than to try to be the keeper of that second house. Oh, hallelujah. He was the king's representative, and he wasn't looking for a bride for himself. You need to always remember that. He was looking for a bride for the king. And then the final character was the king himself. The unique thing about this king is he left the power of choice completely up to each contestant. Oh, hallelujah. I've read about it, and I've read in some Hebrew commentaries. And they said that that contest was made to where absolutely every young lady from every one of those provinces, they could dress themselves however they wanted to dress themselves. If they had some weird grass skirts from the island kingdom that they came from and they thought that's what they looked the prettiest in or the sexiest in or however they wanted to look they could wear a grass skirt on the day that they were called in before the king whatever hairstyle that they wanted to wear. I mean, short, long, in between, poof, stick your finger in a light socket. Amen. Just whatever excites you, girl. Amen. When you just look in that mirror and say, wow. Woo. I like that look the best. Just whatever hairstyle you wanted to do it up, it was your business. Go ahead, go ahead. Just, 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 amen. Deck it up however. Make up whatever layers of paint you wanted to put on. You just wanted a little dabble, do you? Or you wanted to look like Tammy Faye Baker? Amen. 
dress up like some ignorant female clown. You, you could. You could if, if you thought you, amen, them eyelashes of yours looked best when they went way on out here. They had extenders, I'm sure, back in those days that you could just put it on out and just flap them, oh man, oh man. All you wanted, bat your eyes, get your eyes looking just like you wanted, uh, amen. Whatever, he was the king, man. He had the bucks. I mean, it was, it was, yes, it was. You didn't wait till an after Christmas sale to go shopping at Nordstrom's if you lived in the first house, uh, amen. There was blocks of shoe stores. And if you wanted stilettos that gave you a backache when you walked, or platform shoes that made you look four inches taller, you asked for it, you got it. Girl, you could come strutting in there just about any way you wanted to look. You could, I, I mean, anything, feather boas, if you wanted a feather boa, or mink stoles, or you, you wanted to deck out with anything and everything you wanted. It was your day in the sun. Got it? Amen. It was your chance to strut your stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of them had enough sense to know I... I think I look a little better in candlelight, so they dim down all the lights of the palace room and candles lined up for the trip in. Yeah. I read that if they wanted a full-blown orchestra playing the strings, whoo, harpsichord music was going is the gal did the little two-step in her way in. and All of the romance as she drug along and did her little Cinderella fairy tale approach as she was coming in with her golden slippers on. She wanted it. She got it. She got it. She got it. She got it. Oh, hallelujah. I'm sure glad I serve a king like that. Some young people need a revelation of that, that there's a vast difference between domination and submission. Oh, hallelujah. And this king gets absolutely no pleasure out of dominating you. Absolutely no pleasure out of trying to force you against your will or against your wishes uh, to do absolutely anything. Uh, that the only thing that the king uh, gets pleasure out of uh, is when it's from your own free will. When it's out of your own desire and willingness uh, that said, hey, wait a minute. Uh, this might not be all about me. Uh, this might be about, uh, amen, the one that I want to please. Uh, the one that I'm after getting his attention uh, and making him happy uh, and making sure uh, that my hair is just like he likes it uh, and my dress 
dress is just like he likes it uh, and everything about my appearance uh, it's just like he likes it uh, it's not me but it's him oh hallelujah hallelujah I preach to you, my friend, that our king is a perfect gentleman. He will never force his will upon you. He will never force his wishes upon you. Oh, hallelujah. Now, the selection process that they went through, Scripture teaches us that these contestants came and gathered in the first house and they had 12 months of the scripture calls it purification 12 months of purification now I've read those stories before and that book and I thought now man if I sit in a bathtub for over a few minutes my skin looks like a prune when I get out so I'm sure these gals just didn't soak in royal cologne for 12 months I'm positive that 12 months of purification had to mean something more than just them getting some high-powered good smelling stuff now, some of you are looking at me like Ooh, brother white if only I had access to that royal perfume counter where I all them high-dollar colognes you've always wanted all your life these gals got it but the purification wasn't the stinky stuff that they put on their face you see they came from far-off provinces in the far-flung regions of the world. And if you've ever traveled to foreign countries, you know that there are some exotic tropical diseases. Huh. Yeah, I, I thought about them when I was down in the Amazon jungle in Peru visiting Machu Picchu. Amen. Down there, I thought of what kind of exotic diseases could I pick up while I'm down here visiting this stuff. I've had friends that have come back with, uh, oh man, went on missionary trips and they had jungle rot. I didn't know what it was. Uh, amen. But I mean weird, ugly blotches all over their legs uh, and weird stuff that was there. You know, they just got out there among the locals and in the bush and behaved like the rest of them did and they picked up all kinds of weird diseases that was there and there's something about this king of ours is he ain't wanting to get saddled up you know in marriage with a gal that's got all kinds of weird diseases eating her alive wasn't quite what the doctor ordered you know here she comes so out of those 127 provinces uh, the king said i tell you what there ain't no telling uh, amen what that pretty face of hers is masking 
the diseases uh, that might be ravaging her body. Oh, I could preach about that a while, couldn't I? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. What that, that, that knockout look of hers might be disguising the ugliest attitude that nobody would want to end up married to, much less the king. Oh, hallelujah. All of that appearance might be hiding something else. And the king said, I, I ain't going to take any chances like that. I'm lonely and I'd like a wife, but I ain't getting stuck with another problem like I had with Vashti. This time, I'm going to make sure, amen, that she's not just in love with the position. Hallelujah. I'm I'm going to make sure she's in love with me uh, and I'm going to make sure that she's free from all the bugs uh, that she could have picked up, uh, amen, back in her homeland uh, where she was from uh, before we take a chance uh, of tying the knot together. Uh, I'm going to make sure I picked a winner this time. Uh, I'm going to make sure I get somebody uh, that's free from all uh, of that mess that's there oh let me tell you something friend you live in America and you have no idea how many parasites that there are in them rivers of foreign countries you have no idea how risky that it is. Man, I had to take some shots and some medicine and get a little taste of yellow fever and a little taste of this and a little taste of that. Hey, man, last year to make a mission trip, uh, and oh, I felt sick and bad, and I thought, oh, God, uh, amen. You mean these folks have all of these diseases uh, that they're, and sure enough, they do, brother. You live in those countries. You visit those countries, uh, you're going to get it. Amen. You're going to get it. You got to make sure you are protected uh, against those things. Oh, uh, I'm preaching about you and I satisfying the king. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something, friend. Uh, amen. There's a whole lot of polluted rivers uh, that are out there in this world uh, that a young child of God uh, that wants to live with a king for all eternity uh, better make sure you've got uh, every one of them bugs uh, worked out of your system uh, amen you better make sure uh, that the spirits of this world uh, are not contaminating you uh, on the inside uh, of your spirit uh, amen uh, let me tell you friend uh, out there in that world uh, you've been trotting with some mangy dogs uh, and you can't trot with skunks uh, without acquiring the smell. Uh, you're going to have fleas on you uh, when you mess with this world, uh, when you rub shoulders with this world. Uh, and the almighty God uh, said, I want to get every bit of that out of you uh, so I can get you ready uh, to live with me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, be seated. Brother, them old mangy dogs. 
Them the guys that teach you how to yo, dude. They teach you how to do the barrio walk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Come on now. I don't care if you're brown, black, white, or pink. Or anywhere in between. There's nothing. uh, Amen about the mangy dogs of your culture that is attractive to King Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah! And he wants uh, 12 months of purification in a controlled environment where the king's representative is busy telling you the king don't like that. The king don't like that. The king, yet yeah, now that's what he likes right there. Whoo, now, whoa, that's what he's longing for right there. I, I know enough about this king to tell you what he's looking for in a bride. Uh, and if you just listen up, uh, amen, if you just give me your attention, uh, amen, uh, he don't want you acting like them old homies that you used to hang with. Uh, he don't want you walking the walk or talking the talk uh, of the streets where you used to hang out. Uh, he don't want anything of that old dope life, uh, them old drugs, uh, that old morality uh, that old sensual spirit uh, amen that old ungodliness uh, the king don't like any part of that uh, you gotta get it out you understand uh, you gotta get it out uh, get it out of your system uh, amen and then he'll take a look at you oh hallelujah uh, now let, let man I, I don't want to go too fast here oh hallelujah Let me tell you, young people, you need a revelation that when you backslide, oh, hallelujah. The night you pray back through, I don't care how many hours you talked in tongues. You've been out there swimming in polluted rivers. You hear me? You've been swimming in polluted rivers. Whether you went to the movie theater or you laid with the whores or the whoremongers uh, or whether you slipped in a DVD and watched a movie uh, or whether you did drugs or didn't do drugs, uh, you've been out there among a bunch of mangy dogs uh, and get it out of your heart uh, that the day after you pray through, uh, you're supposed to be back up on the platform. uh, You're supposed to be back up on the choir. uh, Get that out out of your mind uh, and your heart uh, and get an understanding uh, that a godly man uh, is interested uh, in me being purified uh, once again uh, and getting all that filth out of me uh, and getting all 
that garbage out of me and getting those polluted spirits out of me. You're not eligible to date a girl in the church when you just come back. You're not eligible to get married to a young man in the church when you just came back. Get the pollution of that ungodly province out of your life first. Oh, God. Uh, It's unbelievable. We preach about forgiveness and mercy and all of that. And it's a generation that thinks it's a big etch-a-sketch game. I just come to God and I shake it all up and it's a clean slate. And I start the very next day back. No, there's a process of purification that has to happen in your life. There's multiple trips, amen, to the bath. There's multiple days and weeks uh, to the prayer room that it takes. Amen. There's multiple times of fasting uh, that it takes to make sure you got every bit of the world out of your heart. Uh, you got everything ungodly back out of your spirit. Uh, and you're ready as a child of God. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. The first house was a house of preparation. It was a house full of hope. It was a house of anticipation. Starry-eyed dreaming of life in the palace. The first house was where every one of them contestants made choices that was all about how can I make the right impression upon the king? What can I do? How can I look? How can I dress? How can I please the king? Now, if you live your life as an apostolic young person, thinking about how you can ow and wow the other boys or the other girls, oh, hallelujah, how you can strut your stuff and you can be the envy of the rest of the youth group, By them seeing all of the designer stuff that you have that they don't have. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you what you need to do about those kind of people that do that in front of you, young person. Just leave them alone because there's a second house that's waiting for them where they're going to take up permanent residence soon enough. Hallelujah. Just leave them all alone. But somebody that's got their heart set on pleasing the king, they know that the king's representative is their pastor. And it don't matter if the other girls in the youth group think it's cute or not. All that matters is the king's representative. Now, the one that got the nod in the end was the only one that got assigned seven maidens from out of the king's house. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to 
sink the plow down just a little deeper here tonight, today. Are you ready for it? Can you handle it? Amen. And tell you that aside from your relationship with your pastor, the next most important way to secure that you have a chance of becoming the king's wife is for you to selecting some peer friendships of those that are out of the king's house. Of you deciding that I'm going to get some close friends my age that are 100% for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because your friends will determine where you end up in the selection process. Your friends will influence you infinitely beyond where you have ever imagined that they would influence you. They will either give you the affirmation and the support uh, that you're craving for, for the little compromises uh, that your flesh wants to make uh, in order uh, to strut your stuff just right. Uh, or else, if they're out of the king's house, uh, they will look at you uh, and say, I'm sorry, uh, but that dress length isn't quite long enough uh, if you're wanting to please the king uh, now if all you care about uh, is the eyes of the other boys uh, that are around here uh, you might do it that way uh, but I know what the king wants uh, and that's not what he wants uh, he ain't happy uh, with them borderline dresses uh, that you've been wearing uh, amen uh, and we're not gonna wear this because we want to satisfy the king. We want him to be pleased with it. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Be seated. Amen. If you've got friends that are into vanity. Oh. Man, I'm feeling liberty here today. Brother, is this okay? It's seven maidens not out of the glamour magazines. You hear me? Woo, hallelujah. You got friends that are into vanity. You're going to end up being vain just like them. Yes, you are. They're going to knock you out of any chance uh, that you would ever have uh, of being chosen by the king. Uh, they're going to drag 
take you right out uh, of being a contestant uh, and you don't need that influence. Uh, get you some maidens uh, from the king's house. Uh, get you some godly young ladies, uh, some godly young men uh, and say that's going to be my influencers. Uh, that's going to be my influencers. Uh, they're going to be the ones. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm preaching it and it sounds real easy. But I'm looking at young people at one of the most awkward arenas that you have as a young man or a young lady is learning how to mix with those from other churches. You hear me? Amen. I know what I'm preaching about here today. You go to meetings uh, and it's just all your little clique from your church and your youth group. And there's no crossing over to connect. Uh, amen. L let me tell you something. Amen. I don't pastor a large church. It's not qualified as a home missionary church uh, but I, there are times that there's no doubt in my mind uh, amen at some given moments uh, there's not seven qualified maidens uh, that are a hundred percent for God uh, in the church that I pastor there are days that there's not seven one hundred percent young men uh, that are sold out completely for God uh, how how are those young people uh, ever going to make it uh, to the selection process uh, if they just stay buddies uh, with the carnal ones, uh, with the ungodly ones, uh, with the sensual ones? Uh, amen. Just stay buddies uh, with whoever they're comfortable with. Uh, amen. You know what I'm preaching to you? Uh, you come to meetings uh, like Winter Heritage uh, because God said uh, if you're in a small home missions church, Church, uh, and there's only one of you uh, that's a hundred percent for God. Uh, you can come where there's some other churches, uh, and you can get number two, uh, and number three, uh, and number four, and number five, uh, and number six, uh, and number seven. Uh, I got what I need, Pastor. I got what I need. Uh, I got seven young men uh, that are a hundred percent for God. Uh, I got seven young ladies uh, that are a hundred percent for God. Uh, we're going to encourage one another. We're going to strengthen one another. We're going to lift up one another. We are going to make it. But as long as you live like a bunch of little nuns in a cloistered convent... Pastor, only ones I'm comfortable with are those in my church. You're going to get knocked out of the selection process when it comes to a bride. Oh, hallelujah. You say, they, they live a little ways away. Well, you got all that text message junk and all the other stuff. and It don't matter if they're across town or across the world you want to stay in touch you'll stay in touch if you want to choose godly friends you'll choose godly friends 
if you want to choose carnal dingbats, you'll choose carnal dingbats. God put something in the heart of this generation and said, I am going to be the bride. You hear me? I'm going to be the bride. Nobody's getting in my way. Nobody's going to stop me. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Be seated. Amen. You make friends with those that are into their own bodies. And before long, you'll be into your own body too. I was with Brother, was with brother Greg Bryant uh, eating at a restaurant out, out in California at a conference we had out there. There was this lady over there. Brother, when I tell you, she had skin tight. Amen. Rigmarole wrapped all around her. That uh, clearly accentuated all of her bulges. More than the bulges she was wanting to accentuate. And he said, look at there. He said, there's the Michelin man dressed in drag. I've seen some Pentecostals that look like the Michelin man dressed in drag. Hey, ladies, ladies, the king would rather you wear clothes that are your size, not clothes that are two sizes smaller. Hallelujah. He don't like them skin tight dresses. He don't like skin tight pullover sweaters. Ooh. He don't like the stuff that gets other men looking at you. He likes the stuff, uh, amen, uh, that's reserved for him uh, and him alone uh, and nobody else. Whoa, hallelujah. Be seated. I got to move on. Or I'll be here a while today. Uh, Esther's choice, the Bible said in verse 15, uh, was nothing but what the king's chamberlain appointed. Whew, hallelujah. She didn't say my favorite color's always been blue. Mm. You know, it just kind of matches with them blue eyes of mine. I've always liked this, 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 and no, uh, yeah, yeah. She said, you're the king's representative. What's his favorite color? Ooh, hallelujah. Does he like poodle skirts or does he not like poodle skirts? If he don't like them, I don't care how much I like them. I just quit liking them. Hallelujah. Come on, man of God. 
tell me, tell me, tell me what the king likes. And that's exactly how I'm going to dress. I don't want nothing but what the king's chamberlain has appointed. That's all I care about. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me tell you what's at stake, young men and young ladies. What's at stake is if you don't, if you don't pass the selection process, you're going to be stuck the rest of your life in the second house. And your best hope for avoiding the second house is sticking close to that man of God and saying, tell me, tell me exactly how he likes it come on come on i need to talk to the young men here for a little bit before we're done tell me oh man of god tell me does the king like the grunge look is the king end all the dressing down sloppiness of this generation or is he not? All I care about uh, is what the king wants. The only wardrobe I'm interested in uh, is what he wants uh, me to wear. Oh, yes. Uh, does the king like the towel-dried hair look? Some of you wish I had a quit a minute ago, don't you? Does the king like that junk? It's all messed up. Looking like the dudes on the cover of the GQ magazine. Does the king like that or not? Does the king like me to comb my hair? Does the king like it to look a certain way? Hang on, you may need to be seated and grab your seat real tight. Does the king like long sideburns on boys? Does that best represent him? Be seated. Oh, hell, there's a whole lot of pastors in a whole lot of binds nowadays trying to figure out what they're going to do now because all of their churches figured out there ain't no difference between an inch more of facial hair here than there is here or here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There ain't 
They ain't, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I hate to rock your boat just a little bit, but there ain't one bit of difference uh, where you wear that facial hair. Uh, if you're going to wear it uh, to get your little macho look, uh, amen, you got to be able to wear it everywhere uh, that you want to get the, amen, the right Fu Manchu uh, that'll make you look just the right hard look. Is the king in the pink shirts for boys? Oh, hallelujah. Be seated. Be seated. Amen. I, I, I need to tell you, you young ladies, something. Amen. Let, let me tell you, the, the young man that you marry, you're never going to be able to get all the affirmation that you need from him about how you look and how you dress and all of that. He's not always going to notice your shoes and how well they match with your purse. And he's not always going to notice uh, all of this. And though he tries, he's just, he's got brain damage. I'm telling you, us guys do. Uh, he ain't going to notice what the rest of the girls are going to notice. Uh, amen. So you better make sure that the seven maidens you pick uh, know what the king wants. Oh, hallelujah. Because them girls are going to be the one noticing how the girls dress. Uh, and the girls are going to be the ones saying, yeah, I like it. Uh, or no, I don't like it. Uh, hallelujah. Let me tell you, young ladies. Uh, amen. Ooh hallelujah hallelujah be seated uh, if the king's representative uh, says I don't think the king is impressed uh, with fishnet nylons uh, or French nails uh, or split skirts uh, or makeup uh, or jewelry or dyed hair uh, I don't think the king uh, is interested uh, in any of that junk uh, you better make sure uh, you got a support group uh, that's saying you better listen to him you better listen to him he's the only one that can keep you out of the second house he's the only one that can help you make the break oh hallelujah be seated be seated because the problem is when the day came for them to walk before the king if their sensuous appearance is what attracted that worldly king a young lady that said I got some good-looking legs you know before they turn to cottage cheese I might as well show them off a little bit And I think he'll like that slit all the way up to Shikamoshai. <laughs> and I'll come walking in the joint with the right mood music playing. And I, I'm going to watch him. He's going to like what he sees. The problem is, is if the sensuous appearance of the young lady appeal to the base desire of King Ahasuerus. There was no question 
he took her to bed that night. And she had the night of her dreams with the man of her dreams completely surrounded in what she thought was a little cocoon of love. But in the morning, when she reached over to pat on the bed to where the king was at, he was gone taking care of other business. And a gentle knock came on the door. Some of the servants calling her out by name, saying, are you up yet? Are you awake yet? Yeah, 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 who's there? We're coming to carry your suitcases. Suit, suitcases, suitcases. I, I thought when I crawled in bed with him, I thought what he said to me last night. I thought that he only had eyes for me. I, I thought I was the one. <laughs> well, he's not quite sure yet as to if you're the one or you're not the one. Where, where are you taking me? Oh, you don't have to worry. We got a place for you. It's called the second house. It's where the concubines get to live the rest of their life. No. No. You mean I'll, I'll never see him again? Oh, oh, yeah, he might. He might want some more one night stands with you. When the real one that he loves might not be available. But you were not selected to be his bride. You simply became a concubine. Let me tell you that second house is a painful place to live in. Instead of a house of hope, it's a house of frustration. It's a house of unbelievable pain. It's a house where the cat fights that went on inside of that second house. Of the girls saying, well, I'm cuter than you, and I'm cuter than you. And I, I was more attracted. And he ought to call for me instead of calling for you. And why, what's there about you that makes you attractive unto him? And what, what, what is it? It was a miserable place to live uh, in the house of the concubines that were there. It was a place. Hey, hey listen to me, young men and young ladies. Ladies, uh, if you want to live in depression the rest of your life, uh, just do the sensual things uh, that end you up in the second house. Uh, if you want to live with shattered self-esteem uh, and regrets uh, and loneliness uh, the rest of your life, uh, as you lay there reliving uh, your painful nightmares uh, of the frustrations uh, that you thought, you thought, uh, you thought, you thought, uh, you thought, uh, you thought uh, Thank you, Brother Calhoun. Amen for preaching that message unto us. You thought it was going to be different, but you will become a permanent resident in the second house.
if the fountain of youth and your sex appeal was what you stayed focused on, you'll never know the pleasures that Esther knew. The only one out of the group that said, Oh, King's representatives, somebody come to the music. However you say to dress. Whatever you say he likes. I don't care what my girlfriends like or don't like. I don't care what my basketball buddies like or don't like. I don't care what anybody else. Whatever you say is how I'm going to dress. You see, the name Esther means to conceal. Look it up. Esther means to conceal. They have what they call a concealed weapons permit. It means you can have the gun. You can have the heater. But just don't strut it. It's there for the right occasion when you need it. And Esther means to conceal. I don't think she was an ugly, unattractive young lady. I think she was a beautiful, one God, apostolic girl that said every part of my anatomy is going to be concealed until my wedding night. And King, if you have to choose me for my body, I ain't going with you. If you can't love me for the real me and who I am, I'll go back to my province and I'll live happily the rest of my life. But I'm not going to live in the second house. So the doors were opened. Seven maidens stood wiping the tears watching watching as their friend walked down the aisle their friend who listened to the king's representative and listened to their good godly advice without any sex appeal nothing but pure modesty and beauty radiating from her face. And the king said, Wow. Wow. She is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Her purity, her chastity, her cleanliness, godliness there was no trip to the palace with her 
she wouldn't have gone anyway. But King said, you're the one I want. He said, bring me the crown that I put upon my queen. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not going to try her out in the bedchamber. Any ungodly guy, whoever wants that, you better run from him as fast as you can get away. said bring put the robe around her put the crown upon her head she is exactly what I wanted for a bride would you stand with me would you lift your hands unto the Lord with me oh sweet Jesus oh Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, sweet Jesus. I wonder how many young people in this house could find a place of prayer and say, God, I pledge to you. I don't ever want to live in the second house. I want to listen to the king's representatives. And I want to surround me with godly peers from out of the king's house that'll help me to become the bride of Christ. Sing for us now as we come unto him. Lord, oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Palace. Say. 
you're going to the second house. 